mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Speaking of good starts, and because we haven't really mentioned it, Aaron Eckblad's been outstanding. Not, not to, you know, awkward transition back to the Panthers, but like. Yeah, I, I, would, I wanted to do it anyway. I mean. Five points are... in six games, and he's looked excellent on both ends of the ice. Like, he's easily becoming that, you know, number one center that he's kind of been teetering on for the past year or so. Number one defenseman. Number one D. I'm sorry, number one D. Yeah. I know yeah, we were talking that, about that centers in Nashville. Big but. time jump if he uh, switched positions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that would be amazing if the reason he just never quite clicked was because we were playing in the wrong <laughs> position. Hey, Chara would play center on the power play in his prime. That's, yeah, well, that's a good hey. point. <laughs> yeah, they'd have him take face-offs with that super long stick because all he would do is stick it between the defensive forward's legs and push forward, and they'd win every single draw. I uh, remember playing NHL 2K10 back when 2K had NHL games. And I loved trading for Zidane Chara in that game because you just stick him up top. He was slow as hell, but you could just fire slap shots from the point and they'd go in like <laughs> half the time. Because. That that would be a great, great uh, segment. Favorite video game players that like aren't like... Eric you know, Lindros, ob- NHL 2001. Like the obvious ones, like uh, Jeremy Roenick in NHL 93. Like you can't use him, but like... Lindros in NHL 91. Uh, 2001, not 91. 2001, okay. 91 uh, works too, though. Uh, um, oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. I mean, everybody will have seen the final score when we release this, but the first period is not yet over, and the score of the Oilers-Senators game is 5-3. That's, uh, that's a lot of goals in 20 first, minutes. I just saw the score. I did not notice that it was the first period. No, it's halfway through the first period. There's 12 minutes left in no, the first. No, the first is almost over. I see eight seconds here, but uh, oh yeah, my... me too. That's that's un- unbelievable. Get with it, Alex. Well, that's what my phone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, anyway, Cahoon scored eight seconds <laughs> into the game. The Blackhawks yeah, won tonight, so yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Fuck Columbus. Panthers are number one. Let's there go. There went my parlay. I lost money. God damn it. <laughs> But on yeah. the plus side, Alex, the Panthers are first in the division with there four games go. in hand. There we go. That's that's pretty good. Um, is that good? I wanted to talk that's about good. Ekblad and Uyghur. I think Uyghur, I mean, this is such a weird year, so maybe it's just kind of adjusting to the circumstances, but he hasn't been as good to start. I mean, I don't think he's been bad or anything. Just uh, took a hard hit today. To took a him. hard hit against and, the board. Uh, Oh yeah. Can, can we take a minute and yeah. be, how the hell was that not a five minute major? I don't understand how that was a double minor. I don't understand how that was a double minor. Like you, you got that that was a major. Like I don't Yeah, I mean, he was always looking at the letters. He had plenty of time to let up, and he drove him face first into the boards from three feet out. That is a textbook major. I mean, it should have been a major on Savard against uh um the Toronto again yeah. in the Columbus game but you know like like I mean I, I joked about it with George 
if you know a Panthers player takes a high hit and the national media doesn't notice, did it actually happen? And the reality is, no, it doesn't because you know no one cared about Vetrano's hit. This one, you know, the the Uyghur hit is going to just disappear into the ether. I mean, the fact that they reviewed that and said it was a two minute minor. No, it was a double minor. Sure. I heard. Well, no, they gave him a minor for the hit. And, and then, then a minor for rubbing. roughing, for fighting, for pushing and shoving with oh, Ekblad. Because I think the refs were smart enough to realize if they gave um, if they gave Detroit a power play after that hit, that they were just it was a complete gong show. And I mean, they were they were bad because I'm pretty sure it was it's the same officiating crew the last two nights. They were bad in both games. Like they were and, awful. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad and going ball. back to your point uh, about the national media, like uh, yeah, if. The Panthers do anything, and the national media don't notice. They really happen, and that's uh, a long-standing tradition of the national media not caring about. Yeah. yeah, I'm still waiting for my usual stream of national media to be like, "Hey, have you guys seen how Carter Verhage started the season? Like, wow, he's on a roll." I, I haven't seen it yet, and I'm kind of surprised by that. No, they're too busy talking about how Jarrett Hole is a future number one defenseman for the uh, <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, Justin Hall. I Justin Hall, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyway yeah. Um, um, at, at least the North Division is giving us all sorts of drama. That's just oh, entertaining. That is shit. Okay. Like, I just yeah, yeah, we just talked out. about the eight-goal first period. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I just want to point out that I was so close, and TJ can attest to this, I was so close before this season started to putting down some money on Montreal winning the division. Oh. TJ I mean, can attest to that. It's and every Montreal other has though. actually been one of the best teams in the you league. Can never, I never trust Montreal. Well, no. Yeah. Well, they're, one, they're every other year. If you notice that, they'll be great, make the playoffs, and then the next year they'll suck. And I also bet big on Montreal in terms of fantasy, though, because between my two teams, I have uh, Brendan Gallagher, Thomas Tatar, Carey Price, um, and Philip Deneau. Thank you for telling us about your fantasy hockey team, Jake. You want to tell us about yeah, your fantasy football all, team as well? Appreciate it. I don't have that one. season's over anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but no, I, I, see, I have a hard time calling anyone from the North the best team in the NHL because it's not a good division. Like, yeah. there's no top end teams. Like, there, like you have like five teams <laughs> that are all about the same talent. Toronto's a top end team. Toronto, yeah. They've got flaws too. Like their goaltending is shaky yeah. and their defense is terrible. Every team has flaws. For the okay. record, I I don't just mean like relative to the teams that they're playing against. If you look at the the little good, bad, fun, boring graph on a team basis, uh, Montreal is course, up yeah, with imagine. like Carolina yeah. and Vegas in right. the good co- quadrant. Like, right, they but they're are, not playing. They're, they're, they're nothing not, new. They're never. They're not going to play a Tampa this year. They're not going to play a Carolina. They're not going to play a. That's a, a Colorado, like they're never going to have an opponent. They're never going to play an opponent that is by far better than them on paper. Like that's what I'm saying is there's not except, a there's except for Toronto and but even then they are a flawed team. They're a deeply flawed. But team. every team is flawed on paper. Toronto is the best team in that division. Yes, that's, right. Right. We, that's we, why we, putting we money on Montreal would be fun. And the Canucks, the Canucks have. I would have put goal as well, and they're six and five, and they're third in the division. Mm-hmm. So you, you never know with them. I mean. I mean, they lost a ton in the. They got destroyed by their horrible cap management this offseason. I mean, we've yeah, we've gone over Dale Talon's mistakes for year for many many a podcast. 
But what Jim <laughs> Benning has done to the Canucks, like how much bad money they have in their bottom six and taxi yeah, squad, it's, it's criminal. But hey, it's rough. I've heard from more than a few people in the know that Dale Talon might replace Jim Benning after this season. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know who's lining for- up for for that that uh body of work well, but uh vancouver and pittsburgh apparently i mean could you imagine thomas Drance for still talon again <laughs> we had it yeah well no but no but Drance had i mean remember Drance was an employee at the time That's now true. now right. he's gonna be the, the media and can say whatever the hell he wants like can you imagine those battles yeah. That'd be fun. Now <laughs> I want that to happen. That's why okay. I've been wanting. So either way, it would be funny because either you get Dale Talon versus Thomas Drance, or you get Dale Talon in Pittsburgh with players that he has traded away. That's right, Jared McCann. <laughs> I if if Dale Talon ends up in Pittsburgh, I am going to tweet Strawman for McCann hashtag Strawman for McCann every day. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all looking forward to it. Could could you imagine him trying to trade Crosby or Malkin to try and shake things up? Because I could see him doing it. I could see him trading Malkin, not Crosby. Yeah, yeah Mal- Crosby's a good Canadian boy. Malkin, right. Malkin's also been on the butt end of trade rumors for years. He's and he, always he would, like, the, oh, he is would, Pittsburgh going to move Malkin? He would do always. it and take the biggest L, like getting, he would get Gabranson back. <laughs> Wait, Strawman for. McCann and Malkin retained. <laughs> I found the trade, guys. Wait, wait. You'd you'd have to send. Can them... we also have Marcus Pedersen or John Marie? If he tried to get rid of Sidney Crosby, I would just completely laugh my ass off. That would be the most that hilarious thing. Look, if he if he went into Pittsburgh and tried to try to trade Sidney Crosby, if I'm the owner, I guess if I'm Mario Lemieux. That's a nice thought. I am firing him on the spot, like before he sets up his office. <laughs> if he tells me he wants to chase yeah. Sidney Crosby, oh, here, here's how you get him to do it, Jacob. You got to throw Saran Noel. Ah. There. <laughs> Strawman and Noel for Patterson and uh, and McCann. I really, I really wanted to see Noel. I wanted to see Noel this season. Yeah, I, I, I really did. I wanted to see what he had in the in the league, but. The problem yeah, is, is his his draft plus one year was very good. His draft plus two year was awful, terrible. Like, yeah, like I, he like was I'm, he was I'm infringing on calling him a bust at this point. He, he was I'm a really boomer, sad to do it, but he was a boomer bust pick, and there was a lot to like about him, about him in that draft plus one year. But like, it just all fell apart last year. I mean, I'm with you, Roy. Like, it would have been great if he was good. I just don't see it. At at the high end, Saran yes, Noel should have could have become what Nick Bugue's dad should yeah. have been, but it just it just never it just it oh hasn't. just all this lost potential of, the, of Florida Panthers draft picks yeah well but, guess, but you know what so. that, but that's what you draft for at thirty four thirty fourth overall right. like you, you draft, draft for the high high boom right. potential because if you draft safety, I want to get into something. Or sorry, I'll let you finish. But I, I kind of want to get into something that's a little bit related to this. Well, I was going to say, if you if you draft safe in the second round, you end up with a fourth line grinder who kills penalties, and it's like great, good job. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, so I wanted to talk about because we we haven't touched on a lot of names that have played minutes and you know been contributors for the Panthers, and, and talk about guys like Owen Tippett. And uh, E2 Lusterarnen, 
I probably said that. You said it super wrong. Complicated and finish. Mr. Ryan, our, our Finnish yeah. fans are going to send you a, a, a voice message again. Yeah, we, we have we have Finnish Finnish listeners who always like to correct our pronunciation. Wow, nice. <laughs> Rightfully so. Uh, so. I, I I just want to say I love when that happens because I like pronouncing. Far reaching. It's great. Yeah. So what what do we make of of the of We're the international situation <laughs> overall? So. So what do we make of the bottom six situation overall? Well, at the Saturday, I think uh, the third line's uh, uh, has pretty good potential. I think you know, uh, after seeing what they did, hopefully they keep it up. Uh, if we uh, get into a situation where we're rolling all four lines, then we're in a good situation, aren't we? <laughs> because we're winning the game, so you know. But well, well, I'm going to have to continue to see what's going on in the fourth line. See what, how they're doing checking. I mean, the bottom six has overall has been a lot better than it's been in years past. I mean, it sucks, but the, the weakest link so far in the bottom six has been Connolly. And I know, I know TJ, you were saying that he's – oh, people disagree. Oh, All right, oh. I'm going to back out, Jacob. Well, he's just not a bottom six player. I'm probably going to get some hate here. Um, our worst forward so far this season has been Owen Tippett. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, makes me very sad to say. I this is the year that I thought Tippett was gonna explode onto the map. I thought he might even get some uh, get some looks for the Calder. I didn't think he would ever win the Calder, but I thought I thought it was uh, something that might get discussed. He he just looks so lost out there. He he has done very little positive. Yeah. Let's throw out the caveat that it is early, but I I, I have is. to agree. He's hit a few. And this posts. is the first time that he's gotten consistent NHL time. That's worth noting. But I mean, he was an AHL All Star last year. He he. If he had he not hurt his wrist, he would have been on the NHL squad last season. I mean, his overall game needs to improve. He's hit a few posts. I mean, he could easily have two goals, two goals plus at this point. But I do agree. Overall, his play hasn't been great. I mean. The puck was bouncing today, but like his mis- his mistake turnover in the neutral zone directly led to the first goal against yeah. tonight. And yeah, uh-huh. Owen Tippett needs to be better. But at the same time, what the hell is Owen Tippett doing on the third and fourth line? Like Owen Tippett, should right? Be like the that's the six. other thing. Usage matters. Well, we have a third scoring line. We have a third scoring line. I mean, he's playing with Frank Petrano. Like we, Frank Petrano is not a briefly saw Emmy playing with Tippett tonight. Yeah. I think I Tippett would love will... to see that keep going. If Hepaniemi and Tippett can start learning how each other play, that can actually be a very, very potent pair for the Panthers. But Tippett needs to be yeah. Tippett needs to play with people who can set him up, and Vetrano is not that guy, and Listarinen is not that guy. Yeah, Don't get I me mean, wrong; when, I've been very happy like... with Etta Listarinen, especially. Less so with Vetrano, but he's still been fine. But neither of them are going to be the kind of player who can put Owen Tippett in a position to succeed. So I, I, I will yeah. say it with that caveat, but Owen Tippett, to me, has been our worst forward so far. Yeah, with, with Lusterainen, I mean, he, I expected him to be a bottom six center, and he's been a bottom six center. He's put in a few goals. He's been defensively solid, but nothing spectacular. And I don't expect that from him. So, you know, I'm happy, but I'm not also calling for him to get promoted. 
Um, but when it comes to like Tippett versus you were talking about Connolly, I see Connolly, he's struggling to get into the scoring areas, which is what you want him to do. But I mean, he's, he's winning some board battles. He's making the simple passes. This is stuff that, that Tippett is not doing. And this is why it's such a problem for him. It's not even like, Oh, he's a liability in the defensive zone. Cause he's a scorer and he's only thinking about scoring. The play dies with him. Right. He can't do anything in the neutral zone. He can't even handle the puck, it seems like. Right. It, he just loses the handle. He can't make time and space for himself to be able to utilize that great shot that he has. It, the learning curve is still being climbed when it comes to him, I think. Right. I'm not, like, giving up on Tippett by any means. Um, I, I just I, – I don't see it this year. As not, you said, not, yet. Is, not yet, anyway. As you said, it depends on the line pairing. Needs uh... – to gain a little Jesus. bit more chemistry with uh, with his line mates, and uh, if he can get into a situation where he's able to score, somebody's going to have to set him up. So you got to find somebody. You got to find a playmaker for him. Uh, quick program yeah. update: uh, It is now six three Edmonton with forty two <laughs> seconds gone in the second period. Uh, Connor McDavid on lost on that defense. I don't Best have part as Connor McDavid was doing his celebratory high fives uh, on his bench. You could see none other than Eric Goodbranson skating <laughs> to the Sens bench. <laughs> oh man! Wait, 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 David Roy. versus Goodbranson—that's not fair. Call it off, Roy. Are you a Goodbranson stand or no? No. God, he fits in perfectly, guys. He's great. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Roy, Roy, do you want to quit Levitard and come uh, podcast with us for no money? <laughs> um. Well, it depends on uh, how is the uh, benefits. Uh, <laughs> we got nothing. Benefits. Yeah, you, you got nothing. Okay. The benefits I mean, is our friendship. <laughs> hey, if Roy, you, why did you leave? Why are you gone? <laughs> Roy, Bellamy has left the chat. Hey, if you ever need to see, sue your homeowner's insurance company, call me. Oh, I'll keep you in mind then. That's a good job, yeah. I might have to. That's true. You definitely need out. to call me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the Sens D pairings for tonight. It's so bad. All right. Where's yeah. Thomas Shabbat? Is he He's hurt? injured. Okay. With Thomas Shabbat out, their top pair is Mike Riley and Nikita Zaitsev. And then Josh. I, Brown, I might have to cut that out. It's just too gross. <laughs> <laughs> graphic. Second graphic. pairing, Braden Coburn, Erica Branson. Third pairing, Josh Brown and Artem Zub. Who? Exactly. I don't know who that is. Exactly. I'm a Your bit annoyed. pairing is barely an AHL pairing. I'm a bit annoyed with the Senators uh, based off of their uniforms. Um, they decided to go back to their original uniforms, which was a spectacular idea. I, I was so happy. When I heard that they were going back to uh, the 90s uniforms, and then I saw the first game, and then I looked at the back of the uniform, and they didn't change the nameplate font at all. And they still have last season's nameplate font. And I'm like, oh, so you half-assed a uniform change. <laughs> you half-assed Leave a uniform you, change. Genomic. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I mean, come on. That was a classy yeah. fine on the 90s jerseys. It's like yeah. they only had enough money to do to hire the designer to fix the front and just left the back the same. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, finish the job. Finish the job. That's just a classic cheap guy move. Only finish the fronts and the back 
Just uh, worry about that yeah. later. No one's going to see it. No, 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 see nobody, it. nobody knows what, uh, who these guys are anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Look, when you're icing Arden Zub, <laughs> it doesn't matter what his nameplate looks like. No one knows who he is. Not a single person. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just... I Shots are 17-14 in favor of Ottawa. Edmonton the goaltending in this game has 17 been shots. And stellar. Or Edmonton has six bag. goals on 17 shots. Ottawa has three goals on 14. Every other shot's going in. <laughs> Alex, are you like podcasting from Ottawa's net? Like what's... <laughs> Damn, that hurts. That hurts. Why? I'm putting you in the NHL. That's yeah, dumb. You... Don't compare him to Matt Murray. That's so insulting to Alex. <laughs> That's, that, that hurts. I mean, it has been three years since I skated. Oh, goodness. That hurts. I'm a little rusty, yeah. guys. I'm a little rusty. Yeah, but, so... Uh, at least um, you're not going to fall on your face like I would. How, how do we think uh, Q has done so far this season? Um, I tweeted about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Roy. Uh, what he did to tie the, the Blue Jackets game was beautiful, where they caught the Blue Jackets in an icing, and... Both lines had been out for about two minutes straight. And instead of calling a timeout to rest the Barkov line, he threw the second line out that had uh, Achari. Um, Hornquist. Hornquist. And I don't remember. I think it was Lusterainen was the center. And he had Ekblad because Ekblad wasn't out of that shift. And he put that line out against an exhausted line for Columbus and got the game time goal. I thought that was an outstanding coaching decision which took balls because you, you took your three best players in that game off the ice and got the, uh, and got the game tying goal because you would rather have fresh guy, your fresh second line out against an exhausted first line. And I thought that was a brilliant coaching decision. 5-0-1. You know what, Roy, that's probably the best evaluation of how Q has done so far. 5 and one That's how he's done. Yep. He took yep. the players on his squad and made them a 5 one team so far. No, I will say, and I know this probably doesn't have as much to do with Q. Um, I really, really don't like the way that our power play units are set up. They need to go it's back fine. to the four. I am not a fan of Yandel and Ekblad sharing the ice. Yeah, but the weird thing the is it's play. working. I know, and that's like, I'm having such a hard time with this personally because the percentage is there, but it's just like... I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to stay. I don't know. I, I guess there's my my rationalization for it is maybe you, you're letting Yandel be Yandel. That's fine. And then I guess you have Hornquist on the top power play. You can use you you can use Ekblad as a trigger man, and just have him launch pucks at the goalie with Hornquist in the way. It'll either go in because Ekblad is a great shot and Hornquist can set a hell of a screen or it bounces off the goalie and Hornquist cleans it up. I guess that's the theory behind it. I feel like I'm, I'd am i be more of a fan of moving Yandel down to the second power play, getting Carter Verhage on that top unit and letting Yandel run a power play. Well, I think it's telling that today we saw Yandel the player take, run. take Ekblad's spot on the top power play when he was in the box with that uh, the <laughs> hit on Uyghur. Um, but I do agree with you. It is a bit odd to see the Panthers go back to a three forward, two defenseman power play. One, one change they did make at the beginning of the season, they had Ekblad on the right side and Huberto on the left, which is, you know, where Huberto played last year. 
and Huberto was on his offside. They swapped that, and now Huberto is on the right side and Ekblad's on the left, so they're both on their natural side now for the power play. And it, it's been working a lot better. I do agree with you. I think the Panthers should be going with the 4-1 power play and either getting uh, Duclair or Verhage out there. But they're, Or hell, tip it. Or, maybe, yeah. maybe that's the, the setup that you need to get Tippett going. But it has been a lot better since they made that switch and the, the power that's play true. has yeah. more flow now that everyone's playing in the right spot in terms of their handedness. Because that, especially on the power play, it ma- it absolutely matters to be receiving the puck with your, you know, the, with your, uh, your forehand being inside of the, facing inside the ice instead of to the, to the boards. It matters so much for passing and one timers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that. But uh, second be, difference. Yeah. I'm going to be the, I'm going to do the TJ grievance. And uh, I think Yandel should be on the first power play. That's not the TJ grievance. I mean, that's just where he makes his money. I mean, Keith Yandel on the power play for all of the bad that he does on at five on five, he makes up for it there. Like he giveth, he taketh away and he giveth on the power play. And uh, I, I looked at it a little bit just to see, uh, if I was off base, because I what I remembered last year, and uh, the numbers were basically what I saw, in that Brett Connolly was the only guy that did anything on the second power play last year. So mm-hmm. maybe uh, put him back. Just a thought. <laughs> uh, he's been so bad, though. But he's on the fourth line. I mean, he's a, he's a trigger man. That's the only thing he does, and you're putting him in a checking situation. Right. The problem is you have too many... You have too many guys who need to be in a top six role and not enough. Like this team would be exponentially better with a, with a, a real second line center. And yeah, your third line would, would be a lot. Your, your third line would not get gunked up as much if you had a second line center and Winberg was on the third line. With Here know, to like say Chippen Alex Winberg has not been bad. No, he hasn't been bad, but he that hasn't. Line just doesn't work as it's constructed. It just doesn't work as in. constructed. Huberto and Wenberg and Horner is a terrible fit. Like if, you know, if we're talking, you know, fantasy GM stuff here, and we talked about it again before the pod, like if you put, if you acquired Eric Stahl, put him next to Huberto and then put someone like Owen Tippett on the right side. And that was your second line. That's a second line that works. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, as uh, constructed, if, we, if we had good players, then we would have. The, a good if team. we had good players, the team would be better. <laughs> or if we had better players, yeah. the team would be better. That's If we had that's money, sort of we can trade these guys and be able to fa- uh, afford the contracts so we can sign them. Yeah. Money can be used for goods and services. <laughs> hey, I know, yeah. I know where there's about $5 million in cap space where we can fit Eric Sell's contract. It's in dead money. Mmm. Mmm. Maybe we should trade Scott Darling. Oh, wait. We can't. <laughs> Are we finally entering the Zilbito phase? We haven't done a Zilbito yet. Yeah, uh, the fantasy GM Zilbito. <laughs> We're just going to blame uh, Bolin for, again for this, I guess. There yeah. There you go. There's it's his fault. Guy. Yeah. Everything is Dave Bolin's fault. Yeah. The, the listeners have been asking for a, uh, a segment where we, we talk about one bad move that Dale Talon made, and we just brought up Dave Boland, so that'll be this week's segment. Oh, you're welcome. Well, here, here we'll, we'll do it one time because Roy has never had a chance to do it. What's your favorite Dale, Dale Talon move, Roy? Well, I have to go with Dave Boland because that was a lot of money that uh, they – oh, was it $6 million a year? Five and a half. Five and a half, yeah. Oh, man, it might as well have been $6 million. It was uh, – Exactly. He got, he got hurt, and – 
Didn't do anything after that. That was a contract that was awful the second it was announced. Like, it was just a collective groan around Panthers fandom and then a co- the collective laughter from the rest of the NHL. They gave Dave Boland how much? Yeah. It's a lot he of. Just won, he, just, he just scored a Stanley Cup winning goal. It's a lot of the uh, general manager knew him because of his former t- uh, being on the same team formerly, like being a Blackhawks general, uh, president and having him, uh, Dave Bowl on the team. And yeah, that is, well, I would say Bozero did the same thing, but it's actually working. <laughs> that, that, that's the other thing, but yeah. Well, yeah, that, that well yeah. Bill Zito bought, brought in a, a guy he knew for a one-year, $2 million contract. He didn't give him term and excessive money. That's the difference. Yeah. Bill Zito he brought in a few guys that he knew, but none of them made combined in a year what Dave Bolin would have made in a year. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, that was the, uh, the segment where we, we talked about how bad Dale Talon was because he was really bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that we're at a logical point to uh, wrap up the show. Yep. Any parting notes before we have um, the plugs from Roy? Uh, yeah, um, with Dave Bolin, I mean, I just want to bring up like bad contracts, like uh, Ty Patuzzi and uh, and the like. Like sometimes you make mistakes, and sometimes you pay for them tremendously. That's <laughs> for it. years. <laughs> for years, that's that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, sometimes you set your match. franchise back. Yeah, sometimes you set your franchise back. You know, ten. 15 years, kind of like um, Mike Keenan did, but you know, you know, that tends to happen. Tends to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, in Red Stars Legends, Mike Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roy, we really want to thank you for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Like, we're probably going to have to cut this into two. We probably should cut this into two episodes. To, Every uh, podcast that I'm on, they have to cut things into separate episodes now. No, was, you're, you're just too good of a guest, Roy. Yeah, I mean, you give uh, us too much to work with. Yeah, you know, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. You gave us uh, a lot of great conversation. You're, you know, you're welcome to join us anytime. You know that. Um, but you know, because we have this huge platform, and you know, you're just a member of the show, <laughs> container on some show that's not even employed. Like, are you making a salary right now? So why don't you plug your stuff? Yeah, why uh, don't you tell us actually? Since you're, you know, separated a little bit from the mothership now, the best way for people to support you as well. Well, you can listen to the Dan Libertor show with Stugatz. Um, you can also listen to uh, South Beach Sessions. You can also listen to Mystery Crate. You can find them uh, wherever you can uh, find your favorite podcast. We haven't gone anywhere. We still have our RSS feeds, but we ask you to uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, and resubscribe. Uh, so, yeah, you can do all those types of things and uh, give us uh, five stars. Uh, if you give us four stars, I'm inclined to believe that you're. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong podcast. Uh, you know, that's both my. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you give us four stars, you're 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 not a hater, but you're an asshole. So uh, please give us five stars and help us out. Thank you. Yeah, speaking of which, give you know Panther Paris and the Point to Point Network five stars. We'd appreciate it as well. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. Yeah, and, leave leave them five stars first because and, and you should give money Roy money on Cameo. Yes, I am on Cameo at Roy oh. Belly. Uh, I need the money. Thank you. I'm not currently being paid. Uh, I currently have no salary so and no health insurance, so I would really appreciate uh, the, the money that comes in through Cameo until I get money and health insurance. Thank you. Or Dogecoin goes to the moon. Uh, or, Dogecoin. Or, 
We're gonna get him the new Nissan he's been dreaming. dreaming no, of. he's getting <laughs> no, no, a Mustang. No. That, that, that is also a four-letter word in this house, uh, uh, as well as Sidney Crosby. Oh my God, Roy! Thank you so much. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of Panther Puri. Thank you so much for joining us, Roy. Uh, on behalf of Jacob Langsam and TJ Peterson, I'm Alex Lopez. You guys all have a good day, and uh, thank you for listening. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203.